Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! song when we don't play it welcome to silver and gold daddy brand new episode for your ear holes i am the loaf and with me the zong what's up my friends we are back with a normal episode this week after our spectacular top 30 of 2012 last week uh this week we are doing some big ass buses in our double feature with uh 2008's (laughs) The Shepherd Border Patrol in 1977, The Gauntlet. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> we'll get to those shortly. Zom, how was your week, sir? Well, it seems, it for some reason, it seems like it's been a really long time. It does. It's only it's been a week. Sure. but Yeah. 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 Um, I got some good bananas, big bananas that are good. <laughs> They're just at the ripening point so now i have this and it was a bunch a bunch not like just four or five i mean there's a bunch so now i have to eat a lot of bananas before they go bad (laughs) um it's supposed to be really nice out today uh, but i'll never see it (laughs) yeah sleep until it's time to go to work yeah yeah and do the show (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh Pretty good week for me. Uh, nothing, nothing much going on. I got a whole weekend off. I don't know how the fuck that happens, but what? I know. And then I'm taking next weekend off. I'm going to see Nick Cave, and I'm taking the next weekend off. Going to they'll be go- getting rid of you soon. Oh God. Well, you know, whatever. Um. So, uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies and shit. And oh, and I watched some hockey last night. Watched the yeah. hur- Hurricanes score a touchdown on the. On the Devils. <laughs> Here comes the study of the hoodie cake. Pretty, pretty cool. Then I watched the the Carolina Tar Heels get embarrassed by the Duke Blue Devils. It was not not was not a fun one, but I didn't. Mike I actually did, didn't even watch the fucking second half. I, wa- I started watching the movie for this week instead. I watched the Mountaineers play. Who the fuck did they play? Some goddamn Big Twelve team with my dad. My mom was there a little bit. Okay, but we went out to eat, and my mom and I, and I bought a a, a robe. Nice. And let me tell you, I haven't had a real. I mean, this is like one of those really big, soft, plushy robes that's real warm. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one of those in a while, and it was marked down to eight dollars, and I couldn't pass it up. Where did you get that? At uh, like Elder Beerman or something. 
But but the reason being that it was marked down because it had the stickers where it was marked down from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next. Right. Is like it's going to be sixty degrees out today. So this is like a winter. I mean, this fucking thing you could wear it in a snowstorm and it, you could probably survive. Because when I put it on in the house, I was like, man, this is nice. But then I got too hot and I had to turn the furnace down. They <laughs> <laughs> have these terrific robes that when we when Jane and I stayed at the um at the like day spa thing, the hotel thing last year for our anniversary, they had these robes there that they feel like kind of like a washcloth on the outside. Yeah. But man, those things those things are fucking like twenty pounds. They're awesome. <laughs> you get so warm in this. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's I need to get one of this. I have a really lightweight one. I need to get a bit one of the big heavy ones. Yeah, get a big one. Get a big fat one. Uh so what have you been watching? Well, it's been two weeks, so we're gonna, we'll have to speed through these maybe a little bit because I've watched a lot of fucking movies and you might have also. So uh, what yeah, have you been some watching? Or that we've talked extensively about. Yeah, yeah. Give a fuck. Um, I remembered talking about possibly watching this, and that right after we did our last regular show, and so right after it, I did watch it while I rode the Gazelle, and it's <laughs> a Lee Majors uh, venture. Um, starring Lee Majors, Don Rickles, and Abe Vigoda called Keaton's Cop. Blurt. watch. It was a turd, man. It was a turd. It was um, sort of an 80s. I mean, it was definitely like an 80s uh, movie. I can't remember. I think for some reason I'm thinking Dino De Laurentiis or somebody uh, produced it. But it sucked. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, it wasn't funny, and Abe Vigoda wasn't that funny, and nobody was funny, I, and it was just not good. Uh, next thing I watched was, um, if you've ever ever watched the Canadian, they had a, a sort of, it was I guess it was supposed to be like a reality show called uh, Kenny and Spenny. Um, the, I watched a movie on Netflix Instant called Confessions of a Porn Addict, mm-hmm. and it starred uh, Spenny, which is Spencer whatever the fuck, Rice or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, it was kind of like uh, <laughs> supposed <to> <laughs> That wasn't that real thing. Uh, it was um, like a handheld deal, like it was supposed to be somebody. He was an actual porn addict, and he was having his friends film his everyday life because he got busted, and he was going to show it to the judge or something. Uh-huh. It had some stuff that was interesting in it, but it, it was low-budget. And it was crappy. It was all right. I don't know. Eh, it actually had some, uh, it had this porn, real life porn producer, Rob Black, in it. And he had had a wrestling at one time. Uh, it was called, I can't remember what that one's called. Oh, uh, I don't know if it was CZ, it wasn't CZW, but it was something like that. It, he was trying to be the next ECW, but it was out of like California. And Chris Candido and Terry Funk and some of those guys were there. And when they would shoot the show, he had his porn people shoot the action. Oh, Extreme Pro Wrestling. I remember that. Yes, and he's the one that did, that his his wife is the porn star Lizzie Borden, and she was fucking this wrestler behind his back named Messiah. And Rob Black supposedly sent these two Samoan wrestler guys to. Messiah's house, and they broke in in the middle of the night, and they cut his thumb off. Yay! And he did not have a thumb in real life. <laughs> so anyway, beyond that, let's. I just brought that up because uh, we talk about wrestling sometimes. I watched a movie called The Outfit with Robert Duval and Joe Don Baker. 
Um, and this was pretty good. Eh, it's not great. It had uh, Richard Jekyll was in it uh, just a little bit. And, um, oh, I can't remember what the chick's name is, but she was the one that also was in Charlie Varick with Jodon Baker, and she was the forger. She's really hot. She's a hot milf. Back then she was. <laughs> uh, and Jodon Baker uh, fucking punches a uh, not her but he punches a chick right in the face and it was kind of cool um being carried over to a movie this week yeah he drilled her man uh <laughs> it was all right it, it wasn't I've, I've seen it before a long time ago and it was kind of like uh, uh, i felt the same way about it this time as i did that but way back when which mm-hmm. was all right but it's nothing it's not great um Next thing I watched was The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes. This was a Billy Wilder movie. I got on a Sherlock Holmes thing on iTunes, had a couple I hadn't seen. And uh, this one was pretty good. It it, um, it has uh, his brother, Mike Croft, in it. And uh, he – it uh, – they delved into some of his um, habits – not a lot, but I mean, you know, and I think in some, of the, I think this one was made more uh, in a, you know, not like the fifties or something like that. And they actually said some things about him, like taking opium and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, and injecting it, uh, and then uh, had to, had a chick in it too, and some stuff like that. But it was it was actually pretty good. It wasn't great. I'm sorry. Uh, Ministry of Fear, starring Ray Milland. Uh, I had to. Uh, I read about this one, and I heard it was good. It's out of print. I think, and so I bought a VHS of it um, for like a couple bucks, and it came, and it was pretty good. It's a good movie. Um, has some uh, like secret society shit that uh, an innocent man uh, stumbles upon and gets involved in this uh, secret kind of society shit. Uh, it was not bad. Check it out, but you might have to buy it on VHS. Uh, Terror by Night. Uh, this was another Sherlock Holmes uh, with Basil Rathbone, who is probably the most famous Sherlock Holmes played in more than anybody ever. And uh, this one was really good. It was a good one, too. It was, uh, you know, kind of, it's, it's an oldie and um, uh, it wasn't very long, but um, not a great one, but it was all right. Uh, the Master with uh, Jack Quinn, Joe Quinn Phoenix, and uh, <laughs> Fat Guy with a Mustache. Uh, uh. That was a good one. Um, Shadow of a Doubt with Joseph Cotton. Uh, this was an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And uh, if you wonder why some of these movies, I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Is because I watched it like probably two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shadow of a Doubt with Joseph Cotton, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, this one was only good because it was the – oh, my God. The acting in it, I thought it was almost like um, some of the acting in like that Orson Welles, Charlton Heston Mexican movie. Oh. Uh, or something like that, but I mean, it was just like really odd the line delivery and some like the, if somebody is a serial killer and you're not supposed to know and nobody's supposed to know the person that is some of the stuff he says and some of the facial responses to <laughs> every day that just totally give it away, uh, which it's it's more funny than anything else. 
Um, not bad, but I mean, you know, it's, it's worth a watch if you want to watch something and just kind of laugh a little bit about it. <laughs> the Lives of Others. Yeah. And that was about a. This one was very, very good. I uh, had seen the box a long time ago and thought about watching it. And then I think I heard Emily and it might have been Girls on Film had talked about it. Um, so I finally pulled Distrink and watched it. And this was very impressive. Very good yeah. movie. Uh, um, I yeah. Wanted, I wanted to review that, review that on the show, maybe with the conversation. Yeah, it's very good. I, I liked like it. it a lot. So I won't say any more. Uh, Louis Theroux, Under the Knife. This is on YouTube. It's another Louis Theroux documentary, which if you've seen The Most Hated Family in America and some of the other ones he's done, he's very good. Uh, this one's all about plastic surgery. You have some uh, plastic surgery uh, addicts on there. You have some chicks with big boobs that uh, want to get them bigger. You have some uh, – and he actually gets some lipo just to do it. <laughs> Uh, but it's good. It's all his stuff's good. It's worth watching. Uh, Hari Kiri, I watched that with swords and Japanese people. Um, I watched High Ground. That was the one. I think I had mentioned this maybe a few, a couple times about the. Um, and the uh, Hari Kiri was very good. I'm not blowing it off, but we talked about it quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, High Ground was the one about the uh, disabled vets who are climbing a mountain. Very good. It was good. It's on Netflix. Instant watch. It's it's worth it. You know, blah, blah, blah. mountain climbing movies are good because uh, they they you know they're good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the package with Durf Lundgren and Stone Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, <laughs> Stone Cold wears that, uh, gets on a motorcycle in this one, and he puts a, a helmet on, and the helmet looks like it's way too small. <laughs> is it one of the little ones that sits on top of his head, or is it a full like go over his face helmet? Oh, it didn't go over his face. It just okay. it looked like it, it was too small. It looked like he just picked up like a plastic soup bowl and put it on top of his head. Um, but this one was, you know, it's a, a Stone Cold action movie and Dolphin. You know, it, it was just straight to DVD, but it was it, it, it's worth a watch. I mean, you know, it's not great, but Dolphin's um, sick and slow and big in this, and Stone Cold is big and slow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Argo, I watched with Ben Affleck uh, and um, John Goodman and uh, what's his name? He talks like this all the time. <laughs> um, the movie. Damn it. Keep going. I'll look it up. I, I just blanked. Whenever, whenever anybody asks a name like that, I blank. That is <laughs> Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. <laughs> Damn it. Who fucking make this movie? Uh, it's a good movie. I liked it. it was, or go fuck yourself. Uh, it was hot. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I, I'm not going to, you know, but I, I, it just, I, I thought it was all right. Um, let's see. Death Race 3, Inferno. I like this. The chick <laughs> was in it was really hot, and she had nice boobs. It had some boobs in it. Not, mm -hmm. It doesn't show nudity or anything, but they just do the push-up cleavage. And... Um, uh, the guy that played Frankenstein in the last death race that took Statham's place. Um, I didn't look up his name, so I don't care. But, I mean, the, these movies are good. They're straight to DVD, but they're good action movies. I, I didn't uh, – they changed it up to have like almost like a Baja-like outdoor race with big trucks and four-wheel drives and stuff. I didn't like that as much as I liked the original with the um, 
the cars in on the prison thing going around the loop and everything that was kind of seemed like it was more entertaining uh, but it still had some good stunts and stuff the Sweeney, I talked about that on the list. It has Ray Winston. <laughs> Skyfall, talked about that on the list. I really like that one. I almost bought it again today, but I'm still waiting for it to go down because I rented it once already. Um, Django Kill. And if you live, shoot. Uh, this was a turd, man. <laughs> really? Yes, Million. I got it because of him and... Um, it, like I said about the one movie, just watching it because it would be funny or this is weird and funny. It's like Jodorowsky meets um, – I like this one. Huh? I like this movie. I didn't like it at all. I thought it, it was <laughs> just to get through. It was just fucking stupid and bad. Um, I just didn't like it. Uh, it uh, there was some gross thing. But I thought it would be so much better. And then I was like, god damn, this is really sucky. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, whatever. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> the Enemy Below with Robert Mitchum and uh, Kurt Jurgens. This is a World War II movie. Uh, Mitchum is on a destroyer and Kurt Jurgens is in a U-boat, which they called a pig boat. Um, we got to get that pig boat. And it was your typical um, World War II, or I'm sorry, your typical submarine movie with the depth charges and everybody has to be really quiet. And if they go too deep, oh, we can't go that deep, and they go that deep, and they're all cringing because they think the thing's going to crash, and a lot of you know depth charges coming down, and you know and all that stuff. Uh, put out an oil slick, put a bunch of shit in the torpedo thing, and shoot it up so it floats, so they think they sunk you, stuff like that. It, there are a dime a dozen, but this one was probably one of the early ones, so it was good. I really liked it, and and it was a couple hours long, and it went really quick. Cool. I watched uh, what is this? Even when I wrote it down, I knew I was going to say, what is this? <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Night People with Gregory Peck. And um, Buddy Ebsen is in this and Broderick Crawford. Uh, it's about it's after World War II in Berlin. Of course, Berlin's divided. And uh, the um, – oh, what they in, in that movie, uh, The Lives of Others, the, uh, the people he worked for were called the – Whatever, the, the, the German police, whatever, you know, right, right. the bad German police. They kidnap an American soldier, and so then Gregory Peck is an intelligence guy there, and they have to make a deal to get him back. And it shows some of the ugly side of that kind of shit, and uh, Broderick Car- Crawford plays the guy, the kid, got kidnaps dad. He's a big, like, rich businessman. He comes over there all blustery, you know, and he talks really fast, too. He's, he's like... Um, Oh, I can't remember what the fucking guy's name is that talks real fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think he has a show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It was in a movie. Um, uh, but it, it was pretty good. Um, and I uh, watched Tactical Force last night with um, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Michael Jai White. Uh, this is straight to D- well, straight to DVD, I'm sure, but it was on Netflix Instant. Um, if you take the SWAT movie with... Colin Farrell, mm-hmm. and make it really dumb, and make them really dumb, like they do stuff that nobody would do just to be macho and bluster. That's what this is, but it's worth a watch. I mean, it's <laughs> it's fun. And I watched Buck about the uh, horse yeah. whisperer. 
Jesus H. Christ, man. You t- it was, uh, yeah, it was an emotional movie. And it had some you know, nice things and his philosophy and everything. But there was some stuff in there that, uh, you know, I love animals. And some of that stuff kind of. Yeah. To you, plus some of the when he's talking about the stuff that happened to him, or, or they are, or whatever. So, but it was a good movie. I actually got online and uh, bought it. Yeah, I like the I like that one a lot. I saw it in the theater. It was on my top list last year. I don't remember what, what number, but good stuff. Ain't you? What? Ain't you? Um. All right. I watched a lot of stuff. Um. I was kind of speed through. The. Um, I talked about some of these on the thirty top thirty show last uh, last week, so I won't elaborate too much on those. Um, Undefeated, the movie about the Memphis high school football team, um, and, I, and uh, forgive me if I've mentioned any of these because it's been a couple weeks and I'm having trouble remembering where I cut off last time. So, what were you gonna say? Hut hut. Oh yes, hut hut. Yes, it's a good movie. Good uh, good documentary. Check it out. Um, I watched a Portuguese film called Taboo, um, which was named after a silent film of the same name. Um, and they're, they're separated in a similar way. This one was pretty good. It takes place partly in Portugal, partly in Africa. And, it, um, it's kind of like, uh, for one half's kind of a crazy old lady, uh, and her neighbor. And, um, the other half is a guy that they find after the old lady, um, passes away. And the guy kind of like talks about her, like where he used to know her when she was in Africa. It's pretty interesting. I liked it, but it's a, it's a slow one to get into. So, um, I watched the return or sorry, return. Um, this was on Sammy's top 30 list and it didn't really, I don't know. It didn't work that well for me, but I think I was burned out on cramming on cramming at that point. Um, this has, uh, uh, Lisa Cardinelli plays a, um, a soldier that returns home from, uh, I don't know, I assume Afghanistan or something and kind of like fitting back into her life. And uh, Michael Shannon plays her husband. He's a plumber. And uh, John Slatter, Slattery is in it. Um, he plays a good drunk. He does it on Mad Men and he does it here too. Um, I don't know. It's It was like a six, six and a half for me. Um, maybe I'll re- revisit it someday. Uh, let's see. I watched... Oh, my list is just falling off the screen here. Uh, do, 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 do. I watched Iron, Iron Sky on Instant. Um, Iron Sky. Iron Sky. Have you talked about this already? I don't remember. I liked it. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was it was pretty dumb. I thought I was going to hate it when it started. I'm like, oh, this fucking blows. But Wait, some, Was this an animated movie or no, was this it's, like Jake Gyllenhaal? It's, it's the one about... It's the one Neither. about... It's the one the um, it was pretty much direct to video, but the Nazis on, from the dark side. Oh of the moon, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah. I like the political stuff. It was pretty funny. The black white guy. Yeah, the black white guy, and Sarah Palin is president. Um, well, nothing wrong with that. No, wait. Uh, let's see. I watched uh, Al Mandovar movie Law of Desire, um, gay love triangles. You could see Antonio Banderas's cock in it. Uh. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Not my favorite. It was rated NC seventeen, probably because the movie shows, or his cock. Yes, uh, probably <laughs> because it shows. It probably because it shows gay love making. Not not so much like you know the stereotypical style, but you know I mean people have trouble probably with men open mouth kissing. So that's much bullshit. 
Um, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're getting real fuzzy. I, I have to hurry through so we can restart Skype. Well, that, um, that might have been a comment that needed to be fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched John Dies at the End. I think I might have mentioned these already. I feel like I said you I watched that again. have already seen that. I've seen it a couple times. Um, let's see. I watched... Well, the the silent version of Taboo. This is a this is a an interesting one. Um, this is bu- done by a guy. Uh, what is his name? Frederick Crawford. Alan Arkin. Alan Offord. Uh, Alan Arkin. Yes. F F W Murnau. Um, yeah, I've heard of him. Pretty pretty legendary director. He did Nosferatu, I believe. But uh, this is, I believe, his last movie, and it's just about. Uh, it stars actual like legit like people from Bora Bora and they're not actors um and it's just kind of like uh the intersection of a uh, the old style of life with like a new newer technology it takes place in the 1800s i think but you know these people that are you know they 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 choose a virgin to kind of represent like be the represent representative to their god or whatever and she's not allowed to be touched any more by men but a virgin a virgin um but the but a, a a vampire steals her away and no he uh a guy her her lover and her run away to another island and try to start living and people take advantage of them and stuff and it's interesting it's it's okay it's a little from silent movies can get can feel like they run on long for me <laughs> so and that yeah. that happened with this because it's about 90 minutes so Ooh, yeah! I tried to watch one the other day, and um, it was only like an hour, and I just it's it's difficult. Yeah, I guess you have to really. I mean, it either has to be really good, or you you have to like silent movies. Because I just I even tried to fucking listen to something on YouTube while I was watching it. It's a this is a pretty grim movie too. Um, let's see. I started watching uh, the Lone Wolf and Cub series again. I watched Sword of Vengeance, which I'd seen before, and it's awesome. And I watched Baby Card at the River Sticks, and it was awesome. Yeah, I like that one. Um, so, then, so is your thing about I'm only going to watch new stuff is out the window, apparently? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm largely focusing on it, but for this one, since I it, it had been a while since I'd seen the first two, and I wanted to watch the third one, so I decided to just revisit them, kind of like refresh the story. And they're, they're short. I mean, they're like they're like an hour and twenty minutes long, so they're easy to power through. But and then I did watch the third one, Baby Cart at Baby Cart to Hades, and it was awesome. Also, <laughs> the fucking scene with the horses and um, just mass murder. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it's it's really good. I've got the Blu-ray set that I got for like seventeen bucks off Amazon, and it's you know. Whatever. Everybody say, a lot of people say it look, doesn't look very good. I don't give a shit. It looks fine to me. Oh, yeah. I'm sick of these people. Yeah, fuck them. Um, and They're then I watched a, another revisit, Universal Soldier Regeneration, except I watched it with the Lundgren commentary. I think yeah. I mentioned that last week on the show, but it's good. It's good commentary. It's uh, Dolphin Dolphin Hyams talking, and they talk a lot about like old school uh, style uh, stunt work and stuff like that. And it was neat. It was a neat little commentary. I liked it. I'll have to watch Geritol. Yeah. Still need to what? I still need to watch the uh the um Day of Reckoning commentary. Day of too. Reckoning. Although I wish they'd get Van Dam on in, in on one. Yeah, he'd be funny. Um let's he see. He could talk about the knot on his head. <laughs> yeah. Um Let's see. I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's been a big revisit. <laughs> I've probably Jeez. seen that movie eighty times, but 
I hadn't seen it in a long time, and it's still awesome. And Al Long, Al Leong as as Genghis Khan always makes me laugh. Um, I watched it. I saw him in another movie this week, and I can't remember which one it was because I watched a lot of shitty stuff. Um, and I watched Suburbia because I'd never seen it. Um, Suburbia is from the early '80s, um, and unlike the one that we watched with Flea, he's actually decent in this one just because he's playing like a punk kid um this is a uh, directed by penelope penelope spheris and um the death rattler told me to check this one out i feel like i've said all this before have i talked about this already yeah have i oh, i don't know and it has a bunch of other people <laughs> that i've never seen before but it's a good little uh it doesn't really take sides too much because it kind of shows everybody is kind of being shitty at one point or another. And it's kind of like punks on one side that live in an abandoned house. And then these like vigilante guys that go around and shoot stray dogs and stuff. And it's a good movie. I liked it. Vigilante. Yeah. Um, so I started trying to do, um, the ABCs of anti-cram. I decided to like, make a little theme out of it. And I'm going through these, all these movies that I have stocked up and just go and watch an A movie, then a B movie, then a C movie. So I started with, uh, Alarido del Terror. This is the scream of terror. Um, this has, uh, this has, uh, Hugo Stiglitz and he's like a treasure hunter and it ends up being kind of like an, like a poltergeist kind of movie about this goblin. That's, trying to steal their daughter and man i've never seen stiglitz so animated before he's very, he yells a lot in this movie usually he's very stern and stone-faced but in this one he's very excitable um it was i mean this is fucking like a five dollar budget mexican movie but i liked it <laughs> it was pretty funny um i didn't even know there was a real person named hugo stiglitz i yeah. thought you were talking about uh, Till Schwarzenegger from uh, Inglorious Bastards. No, no, it was that. who played that, Hugo Stiglitz. Well, yeah, that that's where that's where Tarantino. Yeah. Um, let's see. And before I started, but that was I, st- I decided that was going to be my A. Then I watched a few more. I watched uh, Class of Newcomb High, which is pretty classic. And I I thought I'd seen it all the way through, and apparently I'd missed some in the middle because I didn't recognize a lot of it. Uh, you know, trauma movie. It's gross and bad humor. And if that works for you, it's awesome. If not, you probably hate it. Um, that's one I'd started probably 20 times <laughs> in the past, it feels like, and I never actually finished it for whatever reason. But it's one of my favorite trauma movies, so it's good shit. Um, and then I watched Rambo First Blood and First Blood Part 2, and they're quite different movies, but they look good on blue, and they were fucking fun. Um, and I love the last 20 minutes of Rambo first blood part. (laughs) It's ridiculous. The helicopter shit and everything, man, I forgot how awesome it was. I might not have seen that one since I was a kid. Uh, first blood I'd seen it as an adult, but part two used to come on, on, uh, Cinemax and stuff. I think, uh, it was good. Good stuff. Um, so back to the ABCs, I watched back in action with Rowdy Roddy Piper and Billy Blanks. Oh, (laughs) nice. Uh, good shit. Um, lots of uh, lots of fucking gunfire in that one. And, was Roddy uh, Piper pretty young in this, or did he look? Yeah, like shit? well, it's it's uh, it's like ninety four. Um, he looked really fucking good in it. Like he was really in shape. Um, and Billy Blanks was fucking ripped, man. But man, what a terrible actor he is. <laughs> wow. Um, apparently, apparently, they've been in more than one movie together. I need to watch more of them together. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, God, he's fucking he he's bad. He does yeah, some good fucking moves, but man, he's bad. Aerobics and shit. Yeah, he did he did Tybo all over those motherfuckers' faces. Um, uh, the C. I watched Cyber Tracker. <laughs> this is what a PM Entertainment uh, uh, Terminator ripoff, I guess, uh, with Don the Dragon Wilson. This was pretty bad, but it was entertaining. The 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 Cyber Tracker robot guy has uh, his gun kind of like does the T one thousand like mold out of the side of his leg. That's his holster. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. and yeah bad special effects but fucking man these pm entertainment movies when you find a decent one there's just fucking they, they their whole budget goes into blowing up cars like there's fucking there's even a fire truck at one point that, that goes airborne and explodes um pretty good um you know for that uh let's see i mentioned it last week i watched the master again and that's why it moved up and i watched synecdoche new york because i was in a philip seymour hoffman mood and that movie's a fucking masterpiece um i love charlie kaufman um deadly target uh this is a gary daniels cop movie and it's not very good but you know what do you expect um let's see gary daniels is so fucking wooden man but uh he's like he's kind of like 90s scott adkins because he's got the what's that supposed to fucking mean (laughs) well it's like he's really good at martial arts but when you when he acts you're just kind of like yeah scott adkins actually might be a better actor why don't you shut your fucking mouth um, you know what? Because of that accent, Scott Adkins is actually a lot better than yeah. <laughs> Daniels. Um, He's a better actor when he plays Boyka. My E was uh, The Exterminator, which I had never seen before, and this movie is fucking awesome. Um, uh, rock solid, A++. What? Flamethrower or something? Yeah, he has a flamethrower. and what's that, what's that dude's name? Yeah, he fucking like wastes, wastes everybody. Robert Genty. Looks kind of, he's kind of an ugly, uglier uh, Paul McCartney, and uh, but man, it's a good movie. Um, they should have gotten actually got Paul McCartney, and they could have gotten like John <laughs> Lennon to play one of the Chicken Hawks. He's yeah. like, "Hey, you, I'm gonna come in here and burn you." Yes. <laughs> uh, my F, Don't I watched. Burn me. <laughs> I watched Forbidden Photos of a Lady Above Suspicion, uh, Giallo. I didn't really like it that much. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Uh, let's see. I watched a random one, The Disco Exorcist, and this movie was shitty. It sounds like it would be awesome. It, it could have been awesome, but they they tried to just add too many just like tits and bad like bad fucking and dick jokes in it, as opposed to making it a horror movie. Um, tits. What? <laughs> um, I said nothing worse than tits. Well, no, the tits in this are not great. These are just kind of generic looking. Is it what what was what was better, that one or nude nuns with big guns? Nude nuns was better because yeah. at least nude nuns was crappy tits too. This was like the nude nuns at least had like the action stuff that was uh, okay. This was just fucking like not funny or anything. It was not very good. Um, I watched Goodbye and Amen. This is a Damiano Damiani, I think his name is, movie. I think he passed away this week. This has uh, Tony, Dave, Masante, Mustaine in it. And Did you know he passed away before you watched it, or did you watch it and then he passed away? It, I found out after I started watching it. I was like, oh, shit, he died this week. Um, Let's see if there was a connection. There were, well, it, it starts It starts with a G. That's why, That's the connection. Oh, okay. <laughs> um and it has uh, John Forsyth and Claudia Cardinale. Uh, uh, 
this is a this is a really good movie. I want to review this on the show. It's kind of it, a... it would have to chain me up if I was around her. <laughs> he like a good. fucking rabid dog. I have foam coming out of my butt. Especially now, right? She's extra hot with her drawn on eyebrows and her. Yeah, she's really gross now. Um, th- this this is kind of a hostage in a hotel movie, a CIA kind of story, and I liked it a lot. Well, I want to review this on the show sometime. Hostage in a hotel. We'll have They're to figure out more more hostage ho- another hostage movie to watch with it. Um, almost done, and I watched besides the two for the show this week. Yeah, I watched a few more. My wife chose some red boxes. I, we we watched Brave, the Pixar movie, and uh, it was boring. Um, boring. Yeah. Wow. Um, I saw the trailer and I thought it actually looked good. I don't know. I didn't like it very much. I thought it was yeah. kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I'll never watch it. Well, then we watched. We went to the theater yesterday, and we watched Wreck It Ralph, and that was like Disney's entry. So you got Pixar's entry is Brave and Di- and Wreck It Ralph. Now John Lasseter produced both of them, so mm-hmm. Wreck It Ralph really had a more of a Pixar feel than uh, than Brave did, and Wreck It Ralph was really good. I liked it a lot. If I had is that to- the one? He's the bat, like the heel who in. Everything and decides he wants to be a nice guy or wants to. Yeah, be well, he wants to. He wants. He's tired of being left out because he's the okay. villain, like the Donkey Kong in the game, and all Aww. of the people that live in the apartment like have parties every night. It's like him. Sammy. Yeah, it's like Sammy, and Sammy has to live in a, a li- sleep uh, on a stump and a big pile of bricks every night. Again, just, like Sammy, he just wants to come upstairs in the penthouse and have some cake. Um, okay. This is a good movie. If I had to complain anything about it, it's that they spend too much time in the Candy World video game. I wish that I wish it kind of broke walls a little bit more and went to other games too. But yeah, it's all right. I liked it a lot. Uh, let's see, do, 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 do. two movies for the show. I said Frank and Weenie is another re- uh, red box. And how was, was that? Kind of boring. I thought. Oh really? The Maybe short... you were just in a bad mood. I must have been. Well, no, I liked Wreck It Ralph, which I watched in between breaks yeah, and Frank and Weenie, true. and I liked that one a lot. So I don't know. And then I watched The Dictator, and um, I should have smoked. Guy with something. Grew a big potato on the end of his penis. <laughs> the dictator. Uh, I should have smoked <laughs> something, something uh, before that movie instead of after, and I might have enjoyed it more. Uh, it was okay. There was some really, really funny shit in it, and then there was some really, really not funny shit in it. I don't like not funny shit. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. I mean, I do think he is funny, but this, I think he's maybe better in short spurts because you know what he'd be better doing. Wow. Shutting his fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah. Who um, was he married to? Wasn't he married to somebody famous? Oh, I don't know. Or fucking somebody famous? I'm probably. Fucking somebody. He um. There's you know there's there's some funny lines in it and stuff and there there's some really funny like uh racial humor in it um which he's he does a lot in his you know Ali G show and stuff like that. He I don't do. like that. You didn't like Ali G or Borat or any of those? I don't like uh, when people make fun of religion and race. Oh, okay. You'll hate this movie then because that's all it is. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was my big list that I powered through. Ilsa yeah. Fisher. Not too bad. Ilsa Fisher. I don't know her. No, she was in the Wedding Crashers. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, why don't we take a break? Do you have a preference which movie we do first this week? Um, let's do the bad one. Okay, we'll come back with the gauntlets. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. In a world 
that has a country called England. Three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. In the back of the building near the bins and the pipes Shitting, looking at the skyline Dropping mud banana with my singlet I wipe Vile sniper, cup at warm and weighty Select a target, walking ladies and gents Try and ignore the stench It got flung by a brother from a wuthering height Shitting like an animal, arm like a catapult Flinging an animal, a sail like a cannonball Upon a rooftop, choking a darkie Taking a Brad Pitt laying cable like a sparky And watching, I see him strutting their stuff But a face full of this will be fucking you up And won't miss you, the gross miss will splat you Ruin your hair, your fresh breath and your tracksuit Sling it, lob it, human shit Wear it, cop it, you get hit Above you, great view, up on the roof Actual real shit, suck it at you Oh, that was uh, that was Tom's uh, music choice this week, and I believe, for if you're listening to it, it, it's about a guy throwing poop off a roof at people. So, our first movie of the day. Speaking of poop off a roof, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Gauntlet from 1977. Zom, would you like to talk a little bit about it here? Introduce it for us, Daddy. A hard but mediocre cop is assigned to escort a prostitute into custody from Las Vegas to Phoenix so that she can testify in a mob trial. But a lot of people are literally beating or betting or whatever (laughs) that they won't make it into town alive. This stars Clint Eastwood, who also directed the film, as Ben Shockley. That's a funny name. And a funnier name, Sandra Locke, who was... (laughs) who was uh, uh, Clint's little lady at the time, uh, plays Gus Malley. <laughs> what the fuck kind of name is Gus Malley for a woman? Um, is that Brrr to Sandra Locke? Are you not a fan? Oh, fuck her. No? Oh. Sometimes, sometimes there's something cute about her. I gotta no, say. No, no? Nothing at all? If you're a Clint fan, you, hate, you have to hate Sandra Locke. She's the Yoko. She didn't even break up his group. She just... Ugh. Oh, really? She, she, she messed she up the Clint. She messed up his career. The only time I've... only other movie I've seen her in was uh, Every Which Way But Loose, so... A Bronco Billy. I haven't seen that. Oh, wait. She was in uh, Josie Wales or something, wasn't she? Yep. I've seen that, too. She gets raped a lot in his movies, so I, I think that tells something. might be something. subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> he directed a lot of those, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was in that one Dirty Harry one, and she got raped. Take that, Sudden bitch. impact. Take that, bitch. My dream is to see my girlfriend get raped, brutalized, and then I come in and help her and stuff. Maybe help her, maybe not. I'll have to decide. If maybe time. watch her, take some cock for a little bit, and then help her. Your, your clan's starting to sound like your Larry Bishop. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, you know what? Your, your cop, your your Clint sounds like Larry Bishop. That's what I meant to say. Um, 
So uh, the movie starts out and uh, Clint looks like shit, which I appreciate because he's not. Uh, <laughs> which thought it was pretty cool. He was. He comes in and he's wearing a fucking scorpion bolo tie and uh, drops a <laughs> half drank bottle of Jack out of his car. And he looks like he just hair's all messed up. He's not shaved. He looks looks pretty pretty messed up. I like it. Um, and um, his uh, his partner comes up to him, and so he's he's there for an important meeting. Well, his ex partner, played by Pat Hingle, I kind of like. I wish he was in the movie more because he was pretty good. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. Um, but he uh, like he he's. He's trying to help him kind of like last minute clean up. Is like, you got to, I think it's the commissioner he's meeting with. Am I right? Yeah, uh, something like that. Brick Brad or, <laughs> he had a weird name too, Blake Locke. Not Blaylock, but Blake Locke, um, played by William Prince. Um, and, uh, you know, Pat Hingle's character is, he's like, man, you got to clean yourself up. You haven't even shaved and blah, blah, blah. You're meeting the commissioner. And he's like, for God's sakes, man, don't even, don't breathe on him. <laughs> Because he must have shitty alcohol breath, and um, you know. Oh, and he said something about uh, he said something about Clint's old lady. He said, "Do you got one very shapely lady there?" <laughs> and like she, you know. So Clint's Clint's, <laughs> Clint's kind of a kind of a down on his luck cop. He's never really gone anywhere. I think he probably had big aspirations at one point, and now he's just kind of like washed up. And he's an alcoholic, and probably pretty lonely. And he's never really got anywhere besides being a. Maybe a de- I guess he's a detective because he doesn't wear a uniform, but um, obviously his former partner has gone up and he's become an executive, some something or other of some sort, and made it a little bit, got his promotion, and Clint never did. Maybe because of his his demons, but um, he's given a job to escort, as Zom said, um, to escort a prisoner named Gus Malley from. Uh-huh a prison in Las Vegas to back to Phoenix. And the commissioner tells him this is just a two bit, like a two bit criminal or something like that. in a, in a no nothing in a nothing trial, but he just needed him to do the job. And I don't even remember the guy's reason, but takes a flight down. They're going to take the, take a, a bus or whatever back to, uh, take a, a taxi back to the tra- uh, back to the airport and fly back home and, Day's done. Uh, when he gets there, <laughs> was that Clint? Yes, that was uh, that was Clint after his bottle of Jack. Ben Shockley. Shockley. The uh, she was a little whiny. Uh, so when he gets there, I, he doesn't even know anything about it, and he finds out that Gus. What the fuck kind of name is Gus anyway? I mean, a stupid movie name, <laughs> and it's sort of a homoerotic thing that Clint throws in that he will now fall for someone named Gus. He didn't write the movie. Now, like, much like the Willem Dafoe Loveless character, this very easily, they could have inserted a young twink male <laughs> and had the same things happen. Yeah, yeah. Probably would have been more interesting. Hello. Hello, um, my name's Clint. <laughs> Hi, what? Gus. I'm about to give you the Shockley. Um, <laughs> so he finds out when he gets there that Gus is a is a woman, and she's very she's a very loud woman. Uh, she yells a lot. <laughs> she yells a lot. Um, that's what she called, uh, uh, she referred to as acting. She, that's what she referred to as acting. This is uh, Sandra Locke. This is like I said, Clint's lady. Um, Clint's she's real life lady. Watched. She's what? 
I think she was stonewashed in this movie. <laughs> um, he, uh, oh yeah, and but after Pat Hingle says you got one shapely lady there, and apparently he dumped her to the curb, but he's okay with the, uh, he's okay with I need to eat a biscuit or four, uh, Sandra Locke. But he does say a funny line about her early on that I'll get to. But um, I, I like the even though the lines are very. They're the kind of lines in this movie that are are they're written and delivered. They don't feel natural, but I still laughed at them a lot. Um, when uh, so Gus is very afraid. She's like, "I'm I'm not going anywhere. I want to stay here. People are going to kill me. They're they're making bets in Vegas uh, about us not about me not making it to back to Phoenix." And it's called like uh, Mally. What is it? Mally. What was the bet they actually said? Mally no show. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the odds that started at fifty to one, and they kept going up. And they really should have had Clint bet on himself. That would have been a much more interesting thing. Yeah, of, he could have thrown the fight or whatever. No, he wouldn't. Ha- no, he couldn't. If he threw it, then the then that he loses. So I'm saying bet on himself, and that would have been a fucking story. Have have an have an annoying woman. No, keep, bet against himself, and then let them kill her. Well then, no. The, the odds were way against her even making it. So he, if he bets for her making it, then he makes all kinds of money. Okay. Well, I'm not a gambler. So if he, what that that would have been. That's <laughs> a good thing too. Have have her be, not a love interest. Just have her be somebody annoying, a twink. And she was somebody annoying. Well, somebody that he found even more annoying than he did, and just have the whole movie be him making it to Phoenix to settle this bet. And that's what's the driving force. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Anyway. And, and, and she thinks he's in love with him, but all he is in love with money. <laughs> exactly. And, and he wants I, a big bottle of booze. But I love the, I mean, he gives lines like no one gives a damn about a dumbass cop and a two big, two bit hooker on air list <laughs> and stuff like that. And she says, Shockley, you big prick. And the yeah, face, did you see the look on his face his, when he said turn, that? He turns around and like closes, like it wasn't a blink. It was like a very delayed, like he a long blink. <laughs> I Shockley, laughed at that. You big prick. She calls him Shockley a lot. Um, but I, <laughs> on a on a scale of one to ten, I'd have to give her a two, and that's only because I've never seen a one before. <laughs> uh. And then he still likes her anyway. Um. Right. But uh, I I love the some of the trumpet and the sax jazz music in there. I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good score. So um, he uh, he thinks it's going to be kind of well. He finds out he's kind of annoyed by her, and he's like, "What the fuck am I going to do?" And he goes across the street to a, ga- uh, a I don't know. I guess it was just a restaurant with a bookkeeper inside. And it's got a bunch of odds on the wall, and he sees the. Mally no show on the wall and he's like fuck they're serious and he goes and makes a call and they're like oh it's up to 70 to 1 or something like that 75 to 1 so um he uh he needs to be a little sneaky about it and loads her into a, an ambulance instead that's how they're going to sneak out of the prison back to the back to the uh the airport there and um on the way back well they're going to stop at his car where he parked away uh, and um the car explodes. And they're like, well, you know, that kind of sucks. And what the he, fuck? He did, he, that one actually surprised me. I was like, whoa. And the uh, he didn't even stop to check on the poor fucking ambulance driver that went to go crank his car <laughs> to see if maybe he had escaped. Yeah, he set him up, basically. <laughs> you he was a heartless it, prick. You think it was the ambulance driver that did it? No, I think Clint set the ambulance driver up. 
<laughs> Wait, he, he was he was suspected, you know. Okay, he's like, hey, uh, go uh, go start the car. <laughs> yeah, go see if the go see if it start. Or, you know, and um, the uh, fuck you, Clint. You start your own car. There's a really. I guess she just walked away down the street. There's a pretty good uh, you know, like little 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 chase there, but her falling out the door and stuff was uh, it looked legit when he pulled her back in the car right before the door is like smashed off with a telephone pole. That looked pretty. That was a pretty good stunt. If it wasn't, yeah. I don't. I mean, it looked like her. I couldn't tell how close she actually was to the door, but it looked pretty good. He was probably hoping that she'd get killed. <laughs> it's like fuck. She grabbed onto my arm too hard. God damn it. Um, but I, Clint uses a lot of profanity in this, which I laughed at every time. And uh, like, you don't know dick and stuff like that. <laughs> a lot of a lot of seventies vernacular, which is always funny. I wrote Gus is a weird name for a chick. Um, <laughs> um. So the story kind of unfolds, and I don't want to give too much away about how that goes, but you kind of you get an idea at first with a car explosion. You know, stereotypically speaking, and you know we've seen enough films now where a car explosion typically means some kind of organized crime. So you just assume it's the mob trying to stop her, and he, Clint still doesn't know what the case is exactly that she's supposed to she's supposed to uh, give her deposition on or whatever uh, that she's supposed to be the witness and. Um, he's just doing his job and he's very proud. So no matter what goes on, he's going to fucking get it done because he doesn't think that, well, he does. He thinks that people are underestimating him because he's a drunk and stuff. It was to prove himself. Yeah. And, um, there's a, there ends up being a shootout at a, at the house that she lives in. Cause after they make their escape from after a car chase and that one car like falls through a bridge and shit, which is pretty funny. Um, pew, pew, pew. yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I, I could have sworn with her little skinny arms when she fired that giant fucking cannon, her, that she would at least have some kickback, but nothing at all. Um, but, uh, they have a big shootout at her house and, it went on to the it, it went it got a little silly, but it made me laugh because it was just like open fire and for five minutes literally yeah. <laughs> these cops are just like shotguns, machine guns, pistols into this house. And this was it was almost like parody. Like the you mean the move the you know, the whole fucking house even collapses. They're shooting so many bullets into this thing. It was really funny. Um little overkill. A little overkill, but I liked it. <laughs> the um there was a lot of weird moments in this like that. Um, the cop that he kind of like hijacks to, for a ride to the border. Yeah. Bill McKinney. <laughs> that, Bill was McKinney. A, that was a weird scene. I wrote down the quote. He's like, cause he, he's kind of, apparently he really, he either just hates women in general or hot or, or prostitutes. Um, I guess it had to be, it should be said that, uh, that, uh, love, uh, I almost said Linda Lovelock. Uh, Sandra Locke's character is a prostitute, but she's educated. She's not a she's not dummy, and she, she you oh, know, of she, course she she's went she went to college, and you know, college will always get you whoring your puss on the streets of Las Vegas. Um, she must have been a poor prostitute. But like, it gets kind of weird there. Like Clint's sitting in the front seat, and they're driving her, and so Clint has this guy against his will, this cop, and uh, he's, he's getting like, horny. I know. He's just like I, I wrote it down. He's like. I'd really dig watching you, them little old melons all pink and tight, that little ass a humping and a jerking around, (laughs) (laughs) them long legs all jacked up and juicy like. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, jacked up and juicy. (laughs) It's like I bet it don't take much to get you all wet and hot to try. (laughs) 
and he's just like it looks like he's about to come in his pants he's just like his eyes are rolling back it's like what the fuck and clint's having to sit there and well listen you have to, to remember this is the same guy that uh fucking sodomized ned Beatty in the woods oh was that, was that yeah him? bill mckinney uh. it's just you take off them pants <laughs> he must have. He must have just had that. Like Clint, Clint directed him, and he's like, just, just channel that character. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, you're, you're. I need you to be a fucking sleazy scumbag. You're, you're, uh, you're fantasizing about a beautiful woman this time. Yeah. Pretend it's not Sandra Locke. I'll let you rape her later in the movie. <laughs> you play your cards right. Um. The. Uh, <laughs> Rape, 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 all the do da day. For two cents and a stuck stick of gum, I'd kick the shit out of you. <laughs> Me and Charles Bronson have a bet who can have more rape in their films. <laughs> yes, we have a bet of who can have more rape in the films. Oysters and turkey. You and... use it to jack off, Clint. <laughs> Oysters and turkey and forced entry. <laughs> yeah. Um, the... Uh, you with the fucking hair. You look smart. <laughs> <laughs> really weird. That's just some weird moments. And the what the, these weird moments in the middle, while maybe individually interesting, they kind of make the movie too long. Yeah. Um, this movie, this movie approaches two hours, and if it was like an hour and thirty, I think it would have been oh, better. Uh, yeah, hour and thirty, definitely. Now, it, his the stuff with that cop definitely could have been cut down. I don't even know. While it made me laugh hearing him say that about her pink tight melons, the uh, <laughs> if that part was left out completely, I would have been fine. Um, the the part with the motorcycle gang was really weird. Um, I didn't understand that at all. Why couldn't he just like steal a bike? Why did it have to be this like whole thing? And she's sitting there like, Shockley, you dummy, like in the. <laughs> In the, Dummy in the with her big teeth, um, but the uh, they do the classic motorcycle riding in this where um, they're going super fast, but their hair is hardly moving. Uh, both of them have long hair, so it's, if it's going to blow, um, I did not think we'd see Sandra lock tits in this, but she does whip them out at one point to g- keep Clint from getting beat up, and that was kind of a weird moment too. Uh, <laughs> um, and I don't know she why to get, she she was she was willingly she was giving willing. herself to rape yeah, for her man. How did she know that those guys would even want to rape her? I think Clint has some rape fantasies. He must. Um, but he had to direct that scene where he's watching his real life lady like she whips out her tits and then she gets pawed and licked on by all these hairy dudes. Rape the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, do it. Give it a go. Come on. You're not raping her enough. Uh, you wouldn't hit a lady, would you? And then he socks her right in the fucking face. <laughs> um, so then the you know that, that that builds up. That was pretty funny. That that old classic. I think Clint does that a lot in his movies. Like the whole first person like punch to the camera. I feel like I've seen him do that a lot in his movies, <laughs> where the fi- his fist is going into the camera, then it shows a person get punched. When he's would, not raping. He's knocking eyeballs out of cameramen. <laughs> Like <laughs> <to> rape <laughs> or punching women in the fucking face. I don't think he li- he likes to rape. I think he likes to watch his woman get raped or, or tell people how to do it. Yeah, he's like, all right, all right, next you got to do this. I mean, that, that's Clint. That's now Clint voice. Sorry, put your thumb in her butthole. <laughs> Sandra's like, Sandra's like, what? What? Now make her smell it. 
<laughs> Wipe it under her nose. That's called a dirty Sanchez. It's called a Bill McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what's wrong with you, man? This is a bus. <laughs> That's a line I left at. Left yes, at it is. Um, and the the whole plan about the the bus could have happened a lot earlier. But I did like the bus. Although when you told me, I'd never seen this movie. When you told me that it was going to be a big armored bus, I thought the armor was going to be on the outside for some reason. Um, but they just kind of built a little compartment in the front, which was fine. But he's, you know, he's like, at this point, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to get there. And again, I'm not telling what's going on at this point plot wise, but, you know, he the 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 final run through the quote unquote gauntlet is it's it's pretty good. Um, I liked it. The You know, lots of fucking lots of fucking gunfire. Um the uh yeah it just needed to be shorter you know it was it, it was an okay little flick it just needed to be it's bad editing flick. yeah i think that's what it was and this is some shit on the cutting room floor this is this is still pretty early on in his in clint's directing like career well, he right? directed play misty for me and it was fucking <clears throat> really good and he did um was so josie wales before this one the what was josie wales before this i think it was yeah, I think so. I'll no, I think Josie Wells was after. Okay. Um, well, go ahead. Let me hear what you thought of it, because okay, you probably seen and then you more. have someone's dachshund nipping at your pancreas. Oh, he did High Plains Drifter and Josie Wales before this. Mm. The Iger Sanction and Breezy, which I haven't seen. Well, Breezy. Um. Yeah, it did have some weird lines. Uh, um. I always um find it odd when a, a man and a woman are fucking or going to fuck and um, she calls herself mama or he calls her mama. Like she gets, she climbs on top of Clint and she's going to fuck him. She's getting all uh, putting on her sexy mode. She's like, just lay back, baby. Let mama do all the work. And I'm like, mama, <laughs> mama to do any work. Maybe fix me some fucking lunch or something. <laughs> Get off me, mama. <laughs> uh, let's see. Clint calls the airport and um, all he says is, um, when's your next flight to, out to, to Phoenix? And they tell him, like, say, 1030. And he goes, okay, uh, book me, book me two, two tickets. Name Smith. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah, that and that's easy. all he says. <laughs> so obviously, they didn't have the uh, the checks that they have nowadays. Um, let's see. There's a little bit of overkill with the gun cocking sound effect at the at what Clint called the cat house. Yeah. Um, because they, when all the cops pulled up and they're all out there, there's like probably a hundred of them. Each one of them is like. Click, click. Well, there's that there's that other sound effect you hear a lot. It's you heard it more in like '70s movies and TV shows. Whenever somebody hits the ground, and you get that like sound when they like it's it's like a person's voice and like a thud at the same time. If you go back and listen to it, that that sound effect happens so many places back then. Let's see. Oh, when they were shooting at the house, there was this one cop. He was standing right behind this other cop and shooting like inches behind his head. And I'm like, I'd be like, you stupid motherfucker. There's a lot of shit like that. Um, let's see. Um, I actually had a note that said when the house collapsed, is this a comedy? Uh, yeah. That, well, I think it, I think part of it was supposed to be, you know, like some of the lines and stuff and, uh, just the way that some of the ridiculous action, I think it might have been kind of 
you know. If you watch this, um, Bill McKinney, who is like a constable or whatever, he's like the town uh, policeman or something. And um, when Clint and Locke get in his police car, he has a can of tab. It does not fall off the dash. It just sits. He has it sitting on the dash, and it just sits there. It had to have been glued to the fucking dash. But then eventually he does pick it up. They drink it, and he puts it down somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know if it had Velcro on the bottom of it or what. Um, (laughs) Bill McKinney, cop with tab. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. He makes McKinney stop at a like gas station, and they had a payphone there. And he's just standing out in broad daylight, and people are going by and everything. And Clint's just got this big three fifty seven Magnum, like pointed at McKinney while he's talking on the telephone. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention the 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 neat the neat little helicopter chase. I always like when chase. Yeah, I always like when helicopters chase something on the ground. I always think, I always think that leads to a pretty good. Uh, it, you know, it usually ends up in the, the same way, but <laughs> I can't remember who said this. It was probably McKinney, uh, but he said something about opening a chain of whorehouses and calling them finger licking good. Uh, I don't remember who said that. That was weird because I, I I think I was making coffee when somebody said <laughs> that because I was I was trying to look at it through the window in our kitchen. Uh, ga- somebody said something. Uh, used the term gash. For her pussy <laughs> and a slice of the damp. <laughs> slice of the damp. <laughs> Let's see. Um, McKinney got pissed because um, Sandra Locke, he was trying to talk shit to Sandra Locke and trying to get her to, to talk about ha- having sex with like Johns and everything and all the weird stuff they do. And he got so mad just because all she said was, does your wife know you masturbate? And he just went berserk and tried almost wrecked the car. That was what got to him. That that she said it just yeah, was stupid. Not call, it, not not comparing cops to whores for two minutes. Yeah. It was the does your wife does know your you masturbate? Wife know you masturbate? No, that's gay. God damn it, that's gay. Um, when they got to the to um, they called ahead and said meet meet me at the border. And McKinney was driving the car and um. I mean, they're on a they're on a fucking like highway, and my note says <clears throat> they had like a roadblock, and it's it's nighttime. It could have been anybody in a car. Why did it? Was there were they the only people on the entire road? <gasps> I got hiccups now. Um, uh, and then uh, like they uh, the cops shoot up this car, and they they don't even go and check and see check it at all don't see who's in it uh somebody uses the term they call uh, mother jumpers instead of motherfuckers oh, clint, clint says that all right you mother, mother jumpers. jumpers yeah after I, all the I, profanity he used i don't know why well i think it was probably one of these ones where um they had a different code of what they could say back then because yeah. some of the stuff that they did say was was kind of odd like nobody would say that um Shoot him, stuff him, and stick an apple in his ass. <laughs> they wanted to shoot Clint, stuff him, and stick an apple in his asshole. <laughs> uh, let's see, helicopter versus motorcycle. Uh, Clint, uh, there's one uh, one point where Clint gets kicked in the balls, which was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was on the train, I think, wasn't it? It was on the by the fire. By the fire. Yeah. She kicked him in the balls. Sandra okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Right. Uh, um, one note that I have says Clint has a big head. He has a really big forehead because the way he combs his hair and everything, but he's got a big head. Um, 
Clint is an idiot in this. That's another note I have. Uh, Sandra Locke turned Clint into a douche. Uh, let's see. Okay, now I had some more notes, but I, I think they disappeared somewhere. Uh-oh. But the, the, I will just say the titular gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever se- have you ever seen the movie Ronan with Robert De Niro? No. Oh, Sean Bean is pretending or trying to pretend that he's this hard ass military guy, mm-hmm. and Robert De Niro is like has a uh, one of those uh, uh, like a big bulletin board thing that you can like write with a, a magic marker on and then wipe it off. And he's like, uh, two cars coming down the road, set up an ambush." And Sean Bean has he draws like men on one side of the street and men on the other side of the street. And Robert De Niro gets pissed off and he goes, "Fucking idiot!" He says, uh, two cars coming down the middle of the street, cops or people on one side, people on the other side with guns. They start shooting. They shoot each other. That's and what I, I thought immediately. What I thought, I was like, I wonder if they're shooting at an angle or something so they don't shoot each other. No, they were just like right across. The street. <laughs> they killed every, every they would have killed them each other. Yeah. So, He's pretty stupid, but anyway, that's all I have because I lost the rest of my. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We can get it. We we can rate it here. Um, I you know, I mean, besides it being too long, I you know, I smiled at this. I thought it was pretty fun. It's a solid little action movie. It's not, it's not like a fucking masterpiece by any means, but you know, it could it could have been a lot worse. You know, there's car chases, lots of gunfire, and some funny shit. Um, I, I give it a six point seven five out of ten. I thought it was solid. I liked it. Um, I was give it a six point two five. It it is. I've seen it a bunch of times because yeah. it's usually good in just about everything. Uh, but uh, you're right. It does. Even when I was watching it the other day, I was like, okay, this is it. Just there's stuff in it that doesn't need to be in it. Yeah. And it just makes it. If it was in an hour and a half and cut it straight, you know, cut it, it would have been way better. Yeah. But uh, and I just you're not, I you're not, a, you're not a lock fan. I know he was dating her, and that's why he put her in there. But. Um, it would have been better if they would have had season Hubley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> the only things that she was ever in. Now, I think she got like, uh, I don't know. There's something. She got nominated for an Oscar or something for a movie before she met Clint. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, it, I think it was called Rat Boy or something. But she never did shit after. And and the only things that she was ever in when she was with him was with him. So, I think. So, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think she's a very good actress and she's not very pretty. He must have had a type. He liked girls that were, he liked blonde, washed out, kind of dirty blonde hair, no makeup. And no tits. And no tits. She was in Vice Squad, right? Yep, Vice that, Squad? The, the one with... Uh, Wings Hauser that we reviewed. Was she in that? She was the the prostitute in that. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, I think that was her. Um, cool. Six point seven five and a six point two five. Solid little movie. Maybe worth checking out. It's on uh, Amazon Instant actually. If you want to, or Prime <laughs> Prime Instant if you have Amazon Prime. So anyway, uh, let's take a break and come back and do direct video the shepherd, uh, the shepherd border patrol. We'll be right back. When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots, reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? Are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon? Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair a turn-off? 
Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think that Sid Charisse is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour. Bad James uh, music pick this week. <laughs> Good old white power Pantera. Um, our next film, uh. 2008's The Shepherd, Border Patrol, uh, directed by Isaac Florentine, starring Jean Claude Van Damme, who is from New Orleans. Always got to be a way to explain that accent. Jaw and. Uh, that's <laughs> Scott Adkins, who is able to hide his accent fairly well. And uh, Stephen Lord and some other other people in there. Um, a Texas cop battles ex-Navy SEALs who are trying to traffic drugs from Mexico into the USA. How's that? Um, Sounds good to me. Dom. Yeah, hey. This is actually your pick. Let's hear what you have to say about the Shepherd Border Patrol. The Shepherd Border Patrol. Um, this Isaac Florentine, he seems to make um, fairly decent straight to DVD. He does, or you know, or straight to streaming, whatever. Sammy um, hates action him. movies. Sammy's not a fan. He's not. He doesn't really like the way uh, he uses Just slow stop. motion a lot. Yeah, stop uh, action yeah. shit. Uh, I've heard him say that before, but, you know. Because it came from his Power Rangers stuff he did, I think. God, come on. He worked on Power Rangers. Come on, Rangers. Sam. Get with, the, get with the program. Power Rangers is awesome, dude. I don't know about that. Mm. Um, so, anyway, this movie is rated R. I'm not really sure why. Except, I mean, it's got some violence in it, but it's not really, um, I mean, rated R. Mm. Didn't yeah. have any nudity in it, and they didn't cuss that much, I didn't think. It had Van Damme's big conical nipples in it. He did. Yes, it did. I noticed in one shot where he was... He's laying hands there? Tied, yeah, behind yeah, his back. Yeah, he has fucking like Hershey Kiss nipples. It's kind of gross. <laughs> Suck on them. <laughs> <laughs> you could chew on them like a dog on a sock. Um, let's see. <laughs> He's probably got bitch tit from doing the juice. Oh. Um, now, just... Uh, 
well, his name isn't Chance Boudreaux, and <laughs> but it's similar. And I think Florentine did bite off a little bit of the John Woo hard target stuff, especially in one scene where Van Damme, when he first shows up, walks in this diner, and they play this um, this blues music, and yeah. Van Damme's walking real like in slow motion, and everybody, all oh, the heads turn. His name is when, Jack Robido. Yeah, Rabadou, Jacques. Um, now, <laughs> uh, Scott Adkins in this plays a bad guy, and I have I pose a question: Is Scott Adkins better as a bad guy, or as a good guy? Pro, I, you know, I, I think he might be better in this kind. I, I, my, I think he, he's better as a bad guy because, well, he's bad guys are allowed to be kind of you know, angry or quiet or, yeah. and I think he's better when he's angry or quiet or brooding, that kind of thing. Like yeah. He, he's good. Is that like the, uh, kind of has like all American good looks, but yeah. the kind of guy that's kind of fucked up in the head. Right. But he has a nasally kind of a voice when he's not doing like, uh, <laughs> uh so see, um, they, they set up the, the, the bad guys who are, like you said, Navy SEALs or special forces, whatever. Special forces. <laughs> They're in Kabul, and they have to set up how uh, heartless and and fucked up in the head and everything they are by showing that what when they were in in combat. Uh, and um, let's see, they it's I have in my notes they established badassery in Kabul, in Kabul uh, and their ruthlessness with spin kicks and a hurricane rana. Um, oh my god, I, that was so fucking cool! Like. Okay, getting snuck up on by a dude with a rifle is one thing, but when that dude immediately, like, the first choice he makes is to throw his rifle down and fucking, like, break yeah, your, ne- break your neck with a hurricane rana. Yeah, I mean, come on, just give up. Be like, <laughs> you're like, okay, this guy's not going to shoot me. He's going to fuck me up instead. Yeah. No, this does have some absurdity in it, and one of the absurd things, which which is in there, I think it just lightens, even though the, the movie is has some pretty... Um, you know, dark uh, action. Um, they throw in some lighthearted stuff, unexplained things like Van Dam has a pet rabbit, <laughs> and Van Dam's name is Jack uh, Robidoux, and uh, uh, Jack Robidoux Bunny name is also Jack. Now, I, I took that note early. I said I'm not sure about this character carrying around a rabbit, and like I was really hoping that the payoff for it would be something a little less obvious. Rab- rabbit would explode. <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just thought it was, it was stupid, but it was, it was just funny because it, it was just, why would you put that in there? But I mean, you know, why not? Well, yeah, I mean, they tried, I guess they tried to tie it back to like, you know, they, they explained at the end why he carried it around. I'm like, oh, I could have guessed that at the bidding of the fucking movie. But <laughs> It was pretty funny how he's driving along and he's got a fucking like his whole center console in his truck is just full of fucking carrots and he's just like chomping on them himself and then he hands one to the rabbit. He like, likes to feed Jack the rabbit <laughs> and the, the carrot, the bunny, uh, uh, and he likes it because it has the suffer uh, on the bed. <laughs> and he doesn't talk much. Uh, yes, New Orleans. He come from New Orleans to explain the accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now. Um, there's this porn star, and I know Will is familiar with her, uh, some guy named Will, um, and her name Never is Persia, Persia Monir, and she is a MILF porn star with really big, what seemingly real 
boobs, mm-hmm. and the leader of the uh, the captain of the border patrol in uh, New Mexico. She looked like Persia Monir. It's not her, but she looks like her. Oh, I was going to say, was like that her? Good. She looks like she's got some really big boobs too. Yes, she does. And she even says, "Don't mistake these tits for weakness." <laughs> <laughs> Never heard Captain Dobie scream that at Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah, the uh, she has a really shitty line um, when 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 Van Dam is not drinking at the bar, and she's like, "So you never get trigger happy on Bourbon Street?" <laughs> Fucking awful. Let's see. Um, even the music they play when he walks into the into the diner. Uh, it's, it sounds like the music they played uh, in from Dust Till Dawn when Satanico Pandemonium is dancing. Um, now, Van Damme, t- on two occasions, orders a Coke and a cheeseburger. And every, <laughs> both times, I noticed this, they, br- they bring him this big glass of Coke that's filled all the way to the top with no ice in it at all. And they're like, uh, excuse me, could I have some ice? What I, is a, what's I order this French style. <laughs> For Christ's sake, I am thirsty, but this pop is cold, so it's warm. Um, <laughs> Don't get to the funny ideas. You're pissed now, drunk, and I'm carrying a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, Jack the rabbit, he bring it into the diner and sit it on the chair. Uh, now, much like um, Chuck Norris, uh, when... Van Dam enters a bar or a someplace like this, like a diner. Um, you God, know God, that gonna fuck with yeah, some local toughs are going to are going to test him now. And of course, they do in this, and he does some really cool moves. And oh, one of yeah. the moves that I just about shit because I was like, that was fucking badass. Is a guy picks up this wooden chair and is going <laughs> to hit Van Dam with it. He kicks through the chair. He yes. breaks. And this wasn't like a little thin ass chair. And he destroyed this motherfucker. I wrote that down too. That was awesome. And I think one of the reasons that he could do that was because he had jeans with boot cut uh, length or like the the bottoms. Mm-hmm. They they weren't bell bottoms, but they're like boot cut. They look they look stupid <laughs> because nobody even when you wear people wear fucking cowboy boots. I don't see them wearing those flared bottom jeans on a man. Um, now there's one scene, and I just put this in here just because. Um, an observation, but the bad guys live in, you know, they're in Mexico and uh, the guy's having this, this like, um, I don't know if it's a party or what, but he had like a big uh, indoor swimming pool, big round indoor yeah, swimming yeah, pool. Yeah. And all these chicks are frolicking while he throws M80s. Oh, into, there's your, there's your rated R. They all of them had their tits out. Yes, that's true. I forgot. But this, this chick's holding his cigar box his uh, humidor or whatever, so he can get cigars. And all you could see was these two big, huge tits and cleavage in that <laughs> box of cigars, which was awesome. I wanted a cigar. Yeah. Um, like in most movies, um, which I had mentioned before when she said, uh, don't ex- don't uh, mistake these tits for weakness, the, the captain has to be an asshole, uh, even though it's a female. Yeah. Um, there's a running gag in this, which it's almost like the rabbit. It's like they, they throw in these kind of goofy sense of or goofy comedy spots, but they actually, I just think I just thought they were funny and they were just kind of fun when Van Damme, every time he would put on his border patrol uniform, he would get a hot cup of coffee in some way or another by accident dumped right in his, on his chest or something. So he would always <laughs> have to go change. Um, 
this one dude gets shot when the mega bus is uh, they're attack they're they're trying to stop the mega bus and this this cop gets shot and when he gets shot he basically his his getting hit by the bullet was doing a David Lee Roth kick in the air and landing <laughs> yes, on, on the side of the road right right when yeah. they break through the the border like checkpoint uh, that yes i saw that dude cuz i was like man that dude fucking flew in the air because some most of the guys kind of fell back yeah. but there's a few uh, guys in this movie that really oversold the uh the getting shot they just fly through the air which is i like this has this has to do with the previous episode but you saying that just reminded me of something in the movie seven ups uh-huh. and Richard Lynch uh, gets shot he remember when he wasn't he was he in a bus or something he was some hiding kind of out like in ice st- truck or something yeah some kind of broken out thing and Roy Scheider blasts the shit out of him <laughs> and Lynch falls forward instead of going backwards <laughs> I thought that was, I was like it just like if you ever watch that movie it's like Richard Lynch when you get shot you go backwards you the guys the the mill creeps guys were uh Aaron and I think I think um I think Chris brought it up but they they were saying in one of those a- a- Andy Sedaris movies they reviewed that a dude gets shot in the uh shot in the back and falls backwards <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a some pretty awesome stunts in this mm-hmm. uh, where um, I saw that a couple of the cameras actually got wiped out by like cars or uh, the bus when it would, you know, just get smashed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cars getting blown up. Um, there are some fruit stands that get smashed, which is a GGTMC uh, staple I don't know right there. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Fruit carts, fruit stands, like everything, every kind of cart. There was like these like people in the street market and they just drive the bus right through it. And then the cop cars come in right after and smash into those two. And then they start um, shooting nuns and priests. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you know the the whole bus thing. It was ridiculous, but it was still pretty. It was still cool because it's a, just a ridiculous action movie. Yeah. But it, it was it you know it was fun. It was almost like a Schwarzenegger one where they just do like Commando or something where they do stupid shit, but it's still good. I wish the um, bus came back. Yeah. Uh, they they the, they not only had armor plated the bus, but they were smuggling drugs and they they had this um compartment underneath behind the luggage that it it was like made out it, it was like vacuum sealed and like all the oxygen came out of it so and, so, and they so said dogs couldn't smell yeah nothing could smell or anything um well they were going to explode it and they and we didn't get to see the bus explode yeah well you know spoiler alert the bus doesn't explode yeah i don't even know why it wrecked i mean they were just driving it and well, it just some, there was some really cool shit i love the like the guns they have on those little like you know, like the yeah, you, you have the desk lamps with the arms that can bend three different ways. Well, they have these machine guns that drop out of the ceiling in this bus that they can uh, they they can it's like a, a hanging turret almost. Yeah, and then and, and then you have the one turret that raises up out of the top. It was pretty neat. Yeah, and, and yeah, the front and the back and everything. It was a it was a, a like a fucking tank. Yeah. Um, in these movies, I always think it's funny when someone like grabs one of the bad guys that's either dead or still alive and holds him up in front of him while a guy blasts away with an assault rifle. And because they're holding this human shield, no bullets go all the way through. <laughs> nope. It always does that, but it's kind of stupid. Um, Van Damme in one scene is forced to fight and in a, a style known on this show as MMA. 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 In, in prison. Uh, he he for no reason whatsoever 
<laughs> except just because the guy the the guy who looks like a Mexican Artie Lang in a in a general's outfit decides to that he wants Van Dam to fight. Your wife, your wife, she likes sex so much she will suck any cock bigger than yours. If you kiss her, you can taste every man in town. You can taste every man in town. And that that was almost like uh, another tenuous link to the gauntlet because of all the things that Van Damme could say, it's like, uh, does your wife know that you masturbate? And Bill <laughs> that's Kenny what, that's going nuts. All Van Damme had to say was, your wife, she liked his sex so much, she would suck any cock bigger than yours. And I was what? like, you know, what if the guy had a giant cock and nobody had any cocks bigger than his? Eleven cents. Why did I put down all oh, eleven cents? Oh, that's that, how much was that? <laughs> Why yeah, did that they was, leave that number? That was weird. They just left that. That was cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was the bad guys doing something to other bad guys on their yeah, bank account. Yeah, was, yeah. And there was I wrote a, that note down, and I knew when I wrote it that I wouldn't remember what it was. And then I, I was like, eleven cents. What the fuck is it? I, I that made totally made me think of. Back in um, eighth grade, we had uh, I had a math class with, and there was this guy in there named Clyde, and Clyde was not a very good student. But <laughs> um, we got these tests back once, and Clyde it made me da- like Clyde laughed about it too, so I didn't feel bad for laughing. But he made a thirteen on the test, and I was like, it was funnier than if he made a zero. If he just left it blank and gotten a zero, it wouldn't have been as funny as getting a thirteen. <laughs> The fucking test. <laughs> tried. It meant that he actually tried and got something right. He was very proud of that 13. He thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I wonder uh, what ever happened to I wonder what ever happened to old Clyde. Oh, he's probably like a fucking billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's laughing at you. He's like, ha, 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 uh, you fucking work retail and work film uh, record a podcast. Um, he's got a tattoo that just says 13. When he looks at it, it motivated him to, to, uh, <laughs> Fucking steal like a bunch of money from the stock market or something. No, there's, there's, you know, back to the MMA thing. The, um, now I, you know, Van Damme is known for his, his old, his flashy moves of the 90s. But for me personally, I think like the fact that he's gotten older and like maybe like lost a step a little. But it helps the effect of his fighting because now, it, like, it still looks cool. Like, he can still do kicks and stuff, but it seems more grounded. Yeah. And you know, that may, like, we, like you were saying, it may be more of like a, how action movies are kind of changing in general. Well, but, but they don't, they don't get too hung up on the MMA stuff, like the the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the grappling shit. They get, they'll put on like a hold and either snap somebody's arm or something, right, or they right, put right. it on and then they're immediately back up. Yeah. Um, for some no reason whatsoever. I mean, all these guys are armed to the teeth, but this one guy decides to attack Van Dam with, with a machete <laughs> instead of a machine gun. Uh, and he showed him what the fuck was. Oh, that was pretty cool that he yeah. blocked it with the with the shotgun. That was awesome. Um, oh, there was one scene where a guy is in a car and somebody smashes it into the wall, and they do a close up with the camera of the guy's face getting <laughs> smashed against like the. <laughs> I think it was the back window, not the windshield. Um, I I like I always like the effect in movies. I don't know if it's become overdone or not, but uh Van Damme that somebody uses like a concussion grenade and it's almost like saving private Ryan. Oh, the the where, whistle and the yeah, disorientation. And yeah. you can't hear anything. That's that's a cool effect though. And of course you have to have a Well, it was cool how they did that too because Atkins they're shooting at each other around corners. And I love that scene when Atkins he shows him shooting first and then the, he throws the grenade like right into the camera, which I thought was mm-hmm. pretty neat. Um, you know 
at the beginning of this, when you find out that Adkins is a bad guy and Van Damme's a good guy, that they're going to throw down and have a, mm-hmm. a big fight. Um, Adkins does this deal where he has a knife and he's always like throwing it up in the air and catching it and then attacking Van Damme, which is kind of cool. Um, there's a lot of kip-ups in this. They, some people call them nip-ups. Some people call them kip-ups. I think when I saw Van Damme with his shirt off, he was doing nip-ups uh, because of his nipples. But uh, there, there were several people that would that – would, and, and I will uh, – this is funny because probably – let's see. Today, it's not 2013 now. But as early as – god damn. Back in the early 2000s. I could still do those all the time. Really? I've never. Yes. I've never. No, I would. Every time I've ever tried one, I do that thing when you just, when your leg, you kick out just your legs your and then you just land flat on your back again. Well, but put it this way: when I went from two twenty to like two fifty, those days are over. Plus, I, I I tried to do them one time just to see if I could still do them, and I was like you said, what I was just like laying on my back. It's like fuck, knock the wind out of you. And yeah, then you're like, how the fuck do wrestlers do this? Like eight but times a day. I told these day. guys one time, actually, at, you know, at work that I could, and they were like, oh, you cannot. And in between the cubicles in the aisle, nice. I fucking did like about twenty of them in a row. So, but once you knew how to do them, you could do them. But I, and, and you know, I'm just not flexible or anything, and I'm fat and old and everything. <laughs> um, uh, 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 Adkins does this Ali shuffle, and they slow mo on his feet. That's when Van Damme's got the concussion. He's kind of fucked up. I think that um, pissed Van Damme enough off to shake out the cobwebs. So yeah, he's like, "You fucking show off." Hills is shit. Yeah. And then he gives him the fucking Van Damme dead eyes, which I love. When Van he Dam has gets, some dead eyes. Oh definitely. my god, that like that that glare he gets now. That <laughs> his eyes are deader than those fucking rabbits' eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they now that when hit when they're fighting and they do uh, some some punching and then when they they do a couple like where they have each other in holds, mm-hmm. uh, they are doing it slow mo and you can see the little fat on the cheeks jiggle. Like yeah. the fat cheek jiggle, which is always kind of cool, and also Van Damme's real life hot daughter is in this, playing his da- his daughter. Oh yeah, briefly. They yeah. said it was her. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I just was going over my notes, but the, the, I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty pretty basic story. I yeah. the one person that I was kind of unimpressed with um, was um, oh shit, what's his name? The the guy that played um, Adkins's um, main the leader, ball, yeah, Stephen Lord is his name. He played Benjamin Myers. That's funny. My brother grew up with a friend named Ben Myers. Um, the uh, he played Benjamin. He reminded Myers. me of uh, he, well, he reminded me of that Will. Uh, is it not Will Pat? Will Will Patton? Like well, Will Patton could have played that part. Well, he does a horrible like Joe Pesci impersonation. Like yeah. his voice made, <laughs> he made me think he, had, of Joe. he didn't have a tough voice or even no. a crazy voice. I didn't like I didn't like him very much either. Although him reacting to the eleven cents was pretty funny. Yeah, they just kept showing like this close up <laughs> of his face, you know. And they even went back to it several times. Yeah. You know, that was funny. Um the uh let's see. The Jason, you, you get you get a uh, you get a moment which I liked that made me think of Universal Soldier uh, regeneration when John Van- Jean Claude is rolling through the bus, uh, like shooting yeah. guys left and right. It All was you have like, to do to keep from getting shot is do a forward roll. Yes, something. that was pretty. That was pretty neat. Um, 
<laughs> Big conical nipples. Um, there's a funny. You don't notice him until you see him kind of close up. Oh my god, that's all I saw. I wasn't even not even looking at his face. I kept looking at his big brown nipple. It was gross. Um, <laughs> that the, was definitely a close up of the nipple. <laughs> they kept doing a funny crash zoom on Scott Atkins' eyes whenever he would do his final stab move. Like he would, he would always like it would show him close, like under, like a, a shot up towards his face. He would flip the knife around and like stab a dude that was laying on the ground. But then it would always like do the crash zoom into his eyes when he. <laughs> When he did that, <laughs> that happened a couple times. I laughed at. There's really juicy squibs in this. When people get shot, it like sprays on the wall. It's pretty gross. Um, the uh, I mentioned the grenade toss, Van Damme's dead eyes, but the you know the fight between them is pretty good. Um, fucking sweeping the leg. That, yeah. was always, that was always a move growing up. They're like it seemed kind of wimpy, but then when you see it like in action, like when those dudes hit the floor, it's like it's it's yeah, hard. Yeah, they man. they do the flat back right yeah. on the floor because it's uh, like your legs are just going right out from under you. I that was like, awesome. It was I feel quick. like Adkins might have uh might have been doing that whole fight scene like the fall down thank you. Fall down and everything. But um you could tell it was Jean, not Jean Claude doing some of those tumbles yeah. and stuff like there that. There was one time when um Van Dam, I think it was when him his partner kind of reminded me of like a Charles S. Dutton like type, mm-hmm. and uh, they were driving through the town and they saw these got these two guys like beating up this guy in an alley, and they they pull in and Van Dam's chasing this guy, and you could tell it wasn't Van Dam in points where he would jump over like the uh, the hood of a car because he was going so yeah. fast like you know the, but that's almost like in uh, JCVD at the beginning of that movie where he was making these action movies and he was like I'm 50 years old I cannot do this I'm very tired you know yeah. I, I get tired I and have I, that, I have that movie stuff. right now from Netflix the disc from Netflix I need to watch I'm gonna watch that I bought it on Blu-ray yeah yeah um, that's actually on my notes we covered it pretty well we can be rating it here this one, uh, I'll tell you what. Honest to God, I had no hopes for it. I don't even. I think I bought it at. Um, oh no, I got on Amazon. I was gonna say Horror Hound, but I think I got on Amazon and was just buying uh, like old Van or not old Van Damme movies, but straight to DVD movies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had no hopes for this at all, and I watched it, and I was, t- and I just remember, I think I told you, I was like, you know what, this actually wasn't too bad, you know, for, you know, if you're in the mindset of like I had just watched Undisputed two and three, and watched uh, Re- Universal Soldier Regeneration and that stuff, and and a couple of um, other. Um, uh, straight to DVD like Dolph movies and things like that. If you get in that mindset where yeah. you're not expecting something like you know, it, they're they're actually very entertaining. Yep, I liked it a lot. What do you rate it? I rate it a seven. Seven. Wow, I rate it higher. I give it seven point seven five. I liked it a lot. Wow. The got uh, lots of good gunfire. The you know, um, I guess if. If anything, the bad guys could have been a little more memorable. Um, the Joe Pesci dude was pretty lame, and um, Scott Atkins is—he's all right. He's very—he's a little too handsome to be, uh, at yeah. least in this movie, to be like all that intimidating. Like he's got perfect well, white and teeth. He, and he just kind of has like a, a uh, 
what they would always call in wrestling a white meat baby face yeah. kind of look. It just kind of nothing stands out except when he has the big fucking mustache and goatee and he thugs like this. Yeah. Then he stands fucking up. Well, Florentine was smart to make him look uglier in those movies. Well, it was good that he was the second, too, yeah, and, yeah. and not the main yeah, bad guy. Yeah. But the, it could have been way better if they would have had an actual charismatic uh Butthole bad guy. Yeah, I agree. Butthole bad guy. Cool. Uh, it's worth your time. Check it out. Uh, let's take a break and come back. We got a little bit of feedback because we got a couple weeks worth. We'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, feed sack. Excuse me. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could... Any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. We got a lot, Daddy. That was uh, Terry C's choice. Some Blue Oyster Cult, I think. Yes. I need to listen to more of them. I don't really know a lot. I've always liked Blue what Oyster I've heard. Cult. Yeah. I like that. All right. Don't fear the reaper. Feed sack time. Hey, do you have any Blue Oyster Cult tickets? No, I don't have any Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> Fast times reach my high. Love it. Um, any Blue Oyster right. Cult? So uh, I was digging through the old uh, junk folder the other day online, and uh, I found one that got pushed to spam for some reason. Because um, I was looking, I was actually looking to see if the uh, Stitcher Radio stuff had gone in there, and I found this one. So this one's from back in October. So. Hey, Silver and Gold, 
This is Sylvester Stallone. So, so it's kind of interesting to hear this now. It's almost like a time capsule because he's gotten more belligerent and drunk sounding as time has gone on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I hate your review of the movie Samurai Cop. <laughs> it doesn't star me, Sylvester Stallone, but stars Sylvester Stallone's bodyguard, Matt Hannon. Now, I haven't seen this piece of shit movie. <laughs> I don't watch movies that I'm not in or aren't pornos because I just love to jerk off. And if it's a porno with me in, I'm fucking coming all over the place. My porno that I'm in, I've jerked off to to over 1,000 times. Anyway, let's get back to Samurai Cop. Matt Hannon, uh, I'm guessing he's a cop that's a samurai or some shit. Uh, When he was my bodyguard... I made sure that all my bodyguards had a small dick because <laughs> I'm sly and I got to have the biggest dick out of everyone. So I made sure that he had a teeny little Tajer. And yeah, <laughs> it was fucking hardly anything there. He had like a couple of peanuts or something. <laughs> something. Anyway, Samurai Cop also stars Robert Zadar. He's got a big face and was in, uh, t- uh oh, fucking, what, what's that fucking movie? Uh, Tango and Cash that starred me, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I was in Tango and Cash and bloody, uh, fucking, uh, uh, uh that Robert Zadar guy. Yeah, he was in it and... Yeah, he had a massive face, and that's about all I can remember, really. <laughs> I was fucking just jerking off and doing coke and all kinds of shit. It was the 90s. We all fucking did that. Uh, uh, it's actually the 80s, Sly. Sorry, buddy. Uh, all right. Now a different kind of voicemail. One that's actually a real feedback. <laughs> What hey, what's up, guys? Uh, this is Aaron, the Death Rattler here. I'm halfway through the bonus top 30 or top 10 uh, first time watches the 2012 episode. And uh, I have a quick question, and that would be uh, who was wiping their ass with their microphone? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but no, other I think than that, was that uh, it's a really great episode. Uh, enjoying all the different guests on. And a good time. And, uh, yeah, good job to, uh, big ups to Loaf for steering that ship. Uh, that was tough. I definitely know what it's like to, uh, manage, you know, group calls on Skype and it can be a headache sometimes. So, uh, I learned it from watching you. Uh, <laughs> great work, guys. And I hope to get both of you on the creep sometime. Yeah. Uh, be it together or separately or whatever. We can work a schedule out in the future. So, uh, yeah, talk to you guys later. Yes. We can do that. Check out the Mill Creeps. I don't recall creep, creep, they. They creep. are on Mill Creep Creep Creeps. They are on um, iTunes, and I can't remember their website offhand. Hang on, I'm looking it up. Jesus, hang on. Um, Mill Creeps. Mill Creeps. Libsyn. Com. L i b s y n. Who used to spell it in their promo? Somebody used. To spell, that's L i b s y n. Is it? Is it Jake? Yes. I think he spells it, yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Thank you, Aaron. And I, honestly, I don't remember who that was wiping their ass with the mic. It might have been me. Who knows? Um, 
I need to wipe my ass right now. I don't think I got it all. Uh-oh. You need some butt wipes. I love those things. I'll go take a bath. <laughs> go soak for a little while. Um, the Frost Giant sent us a, uh, sent us a little email. Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, glad someone else knows Sons of Steel. Rob Hartley is one of the ugliest actors on earth and not and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and not one of the best ones. Uh, a crazy half-arsed flick. I know the guy who made the phallus on the monster at the end of the film. He hasn't lived it down yet. <laughs> Take care. Great end of year. That was um, the Sons of Steel. That was uh, Zach's. Like, it was way up there. It might have been his number one. That weird time travel Australian movie. Is it... Is it Zach Z A C K or is it Zach? It's Z A C H. He, I believe, he would spell it Zach and pronounce it. Zach. Okay, because it's Zachary. Yes. We'll just we'll call just call T L Bug. We'll just call him the Lightning Bugge. Bugge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Zach the Lightning Bugge. <laughs> the Lightning the Lightning Bugge. Uh, next voicemail. Hey, there you go. <laughs> this is the best fucking, you guys are fucking been keeping me waiting. Fucking bad results of my win on the karaoke competition. Oh, yeah. You know, Whoops. I fucking sing brilliantly on that shit, the fucking Sly of the Tiger, you know. <laughs> fucking about time you announced the winner. And, uh... You also said you were going to review fucking Rhinestone, my amazing country of western movie where I fucking sing and fucking look at Dolly Parton and her big fat titties. It's fucking <laughs> brilliant. So, yeah, you fucking need to sort that shit out, man, you know. I'm and adding it to the list. In my basement every day, fucking working out in my underpants, listening to someone go, thinking they need to cover more sly movies. You know, I'm fucking... I get bored listening to all this shit they talk about. I, fucking, I don't give a shit about these other fucking, fucking meatballs that talk about. You know, fucking throw that shit out. You know, fucking sly. You know, I'm your number one fan. You're my number one fan, and I'm your number one fan. That's how it works. We can fucking all <laughs> sit around and work out and jerk off over pornos and fucking titties. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fucking good. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I did like it the other day when you were talking about that fucking Eddie Wall movie and all the fucking big fucking juicy titties and that, man. I fucking, I, yeah, I had to jerk off listening to that. I admit it, you know, fucking even listening about fucking big titties fucking getting me all worked up, you know. It's fucking good, yeah. So, yeah, I fucking was jerking off the other day and I fucking... After I jerked out, I just needed to work out. So I fucking just worked out alone. You're fucking brilliant. So, um, yeah, fucking, I don't know, I fucking forgot what I was talking about. But yeah, fucking, <laughs> and that's the fucking winners. Come on, you can't keep us waiting. And yeah, get and fucking review my movies. You haven't done a fucking slime movie all year, yeah. You fucking, you slacking, man, you slacking. We need to. We we do need to come up. That would be a good one. Maybe a, a country music double or something. Rhinestone with something else. Maybe we'll have to think about that one. We do. I do have the the show set for for next week and the week after. We have some requests from listeners. So yeah. So we don't have to fucking think for once or ever. Um. All right. This is a long one. So you'll have to sit back for this one. If I can get it to load. Hey, so there we go. Here we go. 
Loaf and Zom. This is Ryan K from the Facebook group Yay! calling in Yay! with a top 10 list for first time watches in 2012. Number 10 is a 1985 film by Toby Hooper called Life Force. It uh, contains a nice horror movie about space vampires. I didn't really get much of the story, but it has tons of Matilda May nudity, yeah. and I can recommend it just based on that alone. <laughs> um, Shout Factory, I guess, is going to release this on Blu-ray in June, so I'm probably going to upgrade just for that reason. Number nine is a 1981 or 1982 horror movie called Madman. It's similar to The Burning. And it takes place at a youth summer camp where there's a legend of Madman Mars, uh, where if you say his name, you know, he will come and get you. Uh, this, it also stars Galen Ross uh, from Dawn of the Dead, but she's using a pseudonym, Alexis Dubin. And I didn't recognize the name, so I was like, who is this woman? She looks so familiar. <laughs> And then I remembered, oh, yeah, she's from Dawn of the Dead, but then I couldn't think of her name. I'm thinking, oh, what's her name? It starts with a G, Gaylord. Why am I thinking Gaylord? It's not Gaylord. Anyway, I couldn't figure it out until after the movie. And I looked it up online, and I said, oh, of course, it's Galen Ross. And then I realized how retarded I am because on the wall above my TV, I have a poster for Dawn of the Dead, and I could have just looked up (laughs) at the cast there. Uh, number eight is a 1971 movie called Puppet on a Chain, starring Swedish actor Sven Bertoltauba from <laughs> Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, it's based on the novel by Alistair MacLean, and he's an American agent who's investigating a drug ring in the Netherlands. It has a, a wicked speedboat chase through the canals of Amsterdam. Uh, I've actually watched this one twice this year, uh, and it is nice. out on DVD from Scorpion Releasing. Number seven is 1982's The Entity. It's a supernatural horror that features Barbara Hershey getting raped several times by a ghost and Ron Silver (laughs) acting like a bit of a douche. Uh, The special (laughs) effects haven't really held up too well, but it does feature a breast getting groped by a ghost. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Number six is another supernatural horror movie from 1987 called Retribution. And this is a small B-movie that's kind of been neglected since the VHS days, and it just came out last year on DVD from Code Red. And it has Dennis Lipscomb and Suzanne Snyder from Weird Science and Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Return of the Living Dead 2. And it is about an artist who... Attempts to commit suicide by jumping off the roof of his apartment building, but he survives. And after he recovers, he starts to have nightmares about people being murdered. And the dreams seem to parallel murders that are actually happening. So it's kind of like, is he doing it? Is it just dream? It's it's good anyway. A nice small B-movie. Sounds cool. Um, number five is a movie you guys covered on the show. Yeah. 1988. Action Jackson. Yeah. Carl Weathers is good as the hero. Craig T. (laughs) Nelson is good as the villain. And Sharon Stone and Vanity are smoking hot. Yes. Uh, This movie, for some reason, has a lot of the same cast as Predator and Die Hard. It has (laughs) Al Young from Die Hard, as well as uh, the guy who watches the front door of the Nakatomi building, uh, and as well as the kid who played Bruce Willis's limo driver. And then from Predator, it has Carl Weathers, Bill Duke and Sonny Landham. Uh, at one point in the movie, 
you can actually see a Predator movie poster on the street. So <laughs> this was good. I thought maybe I had seen it as a kid. I remember the poster. I remember the name. But I don't remember anything about the movie. So this was a first-time watch. And it was good. Number four is Miami Connection. Nice. I don't have much to say about it. The coverage from the Gentleman's Guide and Show Show said it all. Oh. I love it, and I can't wait, Never heard wait to share this one with some other people. Number three is 52 Pickup, a 1986 Yay. canon film starring Roy Scheider. Sleazy. Uh, when this was listed on First Choice Super Channel back when I was a kid, uh, I thought, well, you know, 52 Pickup, it must be a movie about a 1952 Chevy Pickup. You know, like Coupe de Ville or Pink Cadillac, something like that. What? No, it's about Roy <laughs> Scheider getting videotaped having an affair with Kelly Preston. Yeah. And he ends up getting blackmailed by some porno filmmakers for 52 grand. Now, this is the second wife. movie in my top 10 with Vanity for some reason. John Glover is the bad guy and he just owns it. He's always calling uh, Roy Scheider sport and. <laughs> He's just really sleazy. In fact, this whole movie is so sleazy, you will need to take a shower. It's got Kelly Preston's boobs. Yeah, uh, a party scene with a bunch of golden age porno stars like Ron Jeremy and Sharon Mitchell and Jamie Gillis. Yeah, and Tom Byron. <laughs> uh, it even has a scene with Roy Scheider visiting a porn theater, and he's paying for a ticket. And the movie poster on the wall behind the counter is for a movie called Water Power. <laughs> and for Sylvan Gold listeners who do not know, Water Power is a movie based on the real-life story of the Enema Bandit, and it stars Jamie Gillis going around <laughs> forcing enemas on women that he deems unclean. Uh, yeah. With 52 Pickup, I consider a highlight of That's the Canon Films catalog, and it sits at my number three. Number two is another movie that you guys have covered on the show. I just happened to buy it a few weeks prior to you reviewing it uh, at Best Buy for like $7. It is 1985 with uh, William Friedkin, William Peterson, and Willem Dafoe to live and die in L.A. Now, I thought I had seen this as a kid because (laughs) I remembered the scene where William Peterson jumps off a bridge. And I remembered someone getting killed and that it was super violent, but... (laughs) I must have bailed out as soon as the violence started because I did not see the rest of the movie. And I love that you could see Daphne from Frasier uh, wearing some lingerie. <laughs> and I love the Wang Chung soundtrack. I'm actually, I got it on my wish list on iTunes. Uh, my number one movie for 2012, first time watch, is 1971 The Devils by Ken Russell. Nice. I imported the censored version from BFI, but it still blew my socks off. Oliver Reed is incredible, and I think he's becoming one of my favorite actors of all time. I just wish I had seen this movie before meeting Ken Russell a few years ago, because I had only seen, like, Blair of the White Worm, but this movie was awesome. I hope that it eventually comes out uncensored and on blue, and I will happily upgrade. Mm, don't hold your uh, So, that's my list. Uh, congratulations to you guys for reaching 200 Facebook mem- members again. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully that will someday translate into 200 listeners. Uh, Talk to you later. Uh, uh, we might be shooting a little high there. Uh, cool. Thank you. Very good list. Um, took some newts. Um, and top five inspired by the best podcast out there, Silver and Gold. Ah, I'm funny. All right. Uh, That is funny. Thank you, Ryan. Next voicemail. 
Wolfie, this is Thor, the god of thunder. I'm here in my palace up on Asgard, and I'm watching an American movie from the 80s called Blue Thunder. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It stars Roy Scheider, Daniel Stern, and Malcolm McDowell. Uh, and I'm watching this, and they're doing a little background check on Master McDowell's character. And it turns out... <laughs> Sounds like Bane. Yes, it does. Project Thor. That's right, Loki. Thor. Project Thor. That means back in 1983 or 4, whatever the fuck year this was, they had respect for me. Thor, the god of thunder. Because I'm well, king shit. Of they had respect for you like in the year 20. <laughs> and you know what? All three of these men, they came knocking on the doors to be informed and some unfortunately couldn't do it. Daniel Stone couldn't be in it because he's a washed up has-been. Oh, he got cut off. Too bad. Oh, wait, we got another one. Lofi, this is Saw, the <laughs> God of Thunder, and I just called in, yet for some reason your voicemail line was asking me about my security code. How dare you try to get my information, my credit information, and security code bullshit. All I want to do is call in and say that I'm watching a 1980s. 86, three or four film from America called The Blue Thunder Song or Shida, Daniel Stern. He's starting to sound and a little Stone Cold now. And how they have respect for Thor because Miles McDowell's character, despite being a gay guy, does work for a Project Thor and they respected me. Unlike you, you little rap scallion, they respected Thor. Back then, they knew he was a god in comic books, a god of thunder, obviously, and a god of film we would be in the future. And all those men came knocking on the door to be in my movie, but they couldn't. Because Daniel Stone was a washed-up has-been. Knock me down, couldn't fit the shoes of Odin. That's why we were filled the shoes, I should say. That's why we had a cat found from the Hopkins. And Roy Scheider, actually, I think he may be dead. And if he's not, he just, he was both knocking well enough because he's old. All right. So don't you ever try to get my security code when I'm calling in to your show again, wasting my time while I'm trying to watch a movie called Blue Thunder. I just wanted to chip in and say you respect me, Loki. I wonder if uh, I wonder if I wonder what Thor's bank account looks like. I wonder if he has eleven cents also. <laughs> I was wondering why some podcasts don't listen to the feedback when they're playing it. <laughs> you might have but just now. That. Next voicemail. What the fuck? You fucking best fucking movie in the 2012? You fucking, you gotta be fucking shitting me. You fucking meatballs. You fucking, you not fucking see Expendables 2, the fucking, the greatest movie of all fucking time, you know? Okay. Fucking, where the fuck was it? What are you, did you fucking top 30 movies? What? I can't fucking believe that shit. You know, fucking, you got fucking, Judge Dredd is fucking number one. It's my fucking sequel to my fucking movie. It's fucking no fucking way. They're not better than fucking my movie. It's fucking, it's fucking. Just, uh, it's fucking 2012 best film. Fucking expanded with two. Oh, slide. Uh, I'm agitated today. Woo. Pissed. Fucking. I didn't see it. That's why it wasn't my number one. Maybe maybe it'll be my first, my uh, number one top viewed of 2013. Uh, first time view. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just missed it. That was million good. dollar turd. Uh oh. Million dollar no, number due. Uh, part E. Charlie part. Sheen show up in the next one with a bunny. Part U. 
Next, <laughs> next voicemail. Hey, uh, Silver and Gold, this is Cody. Cody! Uh, calling about the uh, Top 30 list and the uh, Warhol show. Um, good, good. I guess we did the Warhol show since that was uh, first. But I, uh, I didn't think it possible, but y- your show made me, uh, that particular episode made me want to revisit Fletcher Frankenstein. A movie I remember not just being like, I think you guys get like fives or something, which is very average. I remember it being like a little more awful than average. <laughs> um, I think OTC covered it not long, I guess it was a couple of years ago. It kind of, uh, uh, reinforced that idea, but I don't know. You, the uh, maybe yeah, just the the, the silver and gold uh, version of it just have more fun. Uh, or Zom using gold here. Um, Dracula, I've not seen, but it sounds it's all right. Different enough, I guess that I uh, would kind of like to see that too at this point. Uh, and lastly the list shows um I know it's got to be uh a trial uh to sit there for uh. roughly four hours <laughs> it's kind of windy uh and uh, uh just talk on Skype um but I, I it is they make for good shows um I uh like I said it's got to get a little bit old uh, to, to sit in your chair for that long and just and talk over Skype, but it makes for it makes damn for right. Um, it sucks. Like hear you guys talk, just regardless of uh, subject matter, really. So Ouch. yeah, thanks for the good stuff, and I will talk to y'all later. Bye. Nice. Uh, we I have a one. We're gonna have, <sighs> we're gonna have his pick uh, coming up. I think next week he picked yeah. double for all right, we got one more voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Silver and Gold. <laughs> hey, Silver and Gold. It's uh, it's Bernie Sticky. Uh, I just watched this awesome movie, uh, so I figured I'd ring you up and tell you about it. Uh, man, what a cast! It's got fucking Ted Pryor. It's got Shannon Tweed, uh, Sandal Bergman, uh, mm. fucking Chad McQueen, and <laughs> nice. Henry fucking Silver. No fucking way, man. Um, directed by Fred Olin Ray, so uh, you're, you know, you're uh, assured of quality. Uh, it's called Possessed by the Night from 1994. Um, uh, fucking hell, Ted Pryor's this writer, yeah? Uh, and he gets this kind of, um, it's like a weird sort of brain with an eye and tentacles in this big jar, which oh. he gets in this... Uh, <laughs> I saw that picture. So, you know, like, like that shop in Gremlins where the dude buys uh, the, the little gremlin. It's like this like, weird Chinese mystery antique shop um so he buys this thing uh, and then he takes it home and um it kind of it's it's alive and it's gurgles and bubbles come out <laughs> of it and shit and it makes everyone act all sexy um and so like you know he's, he's boning his wife played by sandal bergman and he, he gets a bit like fucking full-on and a bit rapey with her um and this fucking brain thing's loving it man it's all like bubbling and stuff um and he's got, he's a writer, yeah, and he's got this agent who is played by the that fucking dude from Goodfellas, um, who was, uh, what's his name, um, Johnny Two Times or something. Um, he looks like a, a Sesame Street Muppet with like a wire wall wig on or something. <laughs> fucking awesome. He's uh, 
He's uh, Ted Pryor's agent, uh, and he sends his secretary around to help him out. Shannon Tweed is his secretary. And so, like, there's all this more, like, sexy stuff going on with the brain. Big and, uh, she, mm-hmm. There's this bit where um, Shannon Tweed's working out in this, like, home gym, and she's got, this, you know, these kind of really tight shorts on and not much of a bra, and, uh, you know, she's getting all sweaty and working out and in kind of made me think of Zom on his gazelle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind yeah, of dirty, okay. sweaty kind of thing. Um, fucking hell, Chad McQueen is, like, this uh, sort of enforcer who's working for... Um, Henry Silver, who wears this kind of like white suit with a tangerine-coloured roll-neck sweater underneath, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. Uh, and yeah, Chad McQueen's going around kind of getting money out of people, sort of extorting money from them for gangster uh, Henry Silver. And, um, you know, things kind of progress from there, really. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's got like, there's some Hispanic gangbangers in it, and it's got a little bit of kung fu, um, lots of kind of sexy, erotic stuff, and... Um, yeah, it's like you know, it's about eighty minutes long, and uh, you should uh, you should do it next time you do a silver and gold episode. Um, mm. This has got to be the silver, man. It, it's a classic. You got to see it. I think Loaf, you'd really like it. I think Zom, you'd probably hate it. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's the two sides, you know. It's it's the fire and ice. Um, the silver so, and gold. Yeah. Anyway, it was good, and uh, there you go. Uh, I just listened to your. Um, Top 30 of 2012 show as well, uh, which was pretty good. But that guy, Paul, uh, was he from Spain or something? Because I, I couldn't <laughs> yes. understand his accent at oh, all. Yeah. But, um, yeah, good work anyway, guys. All right, take care. Later. Yeah. Bernie, sticky. Uh, I'm going to put this movie down. Possessed by the Night. Adding it to the list. Maybe episode 100. Possessed by the Night. <laughs> Um, Shit. Gold. Double. Whoops. I wrote gold. Double. Elliot Gold. This is, makes for good podcasting right here. Possess. We love to podcast. Body. We love it very much. And if you don't like to podcast, we'll fuck you in the butt. We might do it anyway. Uh, cool. That's it for Feed Sack. Uh, next week on the show, friend of the show, Josh wants us to do a couple of um, trying to think of how to word it. Maybe uh, it stupid ca- shitty movies. It, yes, it came from the TV double feature. What? I uh, know. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to do 1986 Terror Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And direct to video 1987 The Video Dead. So what? About monsters and shit coming out of TVs. Yeah. yeah, monsters and shit. So that's uh that's the show for next week. Um, you can always send us feedback too. Oh, the uh and the the contest. We need to mention that again. Um, we forgot to mention it for like three weeks now. Um, if anybody else wants to send any last minute entries in, uh, we're gonna keep it going for like maybe one more week. Uh, for the um 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 um, um, um eye of the tiger, uh karaoke contest so if anybody yeah. else wants to send in an mp3 or a voicemail yeah you, come on jesus christ i mean you know it's like everybody's like oh so and so's gonna win well how about giving it a fucking shot yeah. you know Put you might get something anyway you might get something anyway jesus some, yeah 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 okay. uh, so yeah anyway send us feedback to 206-339-1600 and uh 
or send us an email at silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, silvaandgold.com and Stitcher. Hey, and um, hey, silver and gold. And let's see. Uh, yeah. Silver and gold. That's about it. Um, so yeah, TerraVision and Video Dead for next week. Zom. Dang, what? Do you have anything else to add, sir? Oh, no. I don't have anything to give but another big turd to the porcelain god. Um, until next week, this is Loaf. Zom. Bye. 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 Bye.